Welcome to the Wrestling Headlines WWE NXT review for the 20th of April 420 episode of NXT in a very... Uh, setting up each show, let's call it that, it's one of those. NXT wheels them out every now and then. A setup show, setting it up, not really much more than that. Uh, that's kind of... Uh, I mean, you got your debuts, you got your Carlo Valle character development, but... I kind of like felt like I was going through the show and I was like, what is your key kind of points to take away from this show? And for me, there were two. Survey's debut and Kyle O'Reilly getting his kind of character push and Karrion Cross seemingly making his decision. Who is going to be his first challenger? It seems to be Kyle O'Reilly. And this episode was positioning Kyle O'Reilly as a top guy for Karrion Cross to face. And he was there backstage staring at him. But we'll go through those two segments as we got our new NXT with the new... Logo, I think a point in the right way. <laughs> the new NXT logo, it's got a bird on it. Yeah, it got a new shouty poppy theme. What was she saying? Not a clue. It was very shouty. <laughs> new gra- fancy graphics and everything as well. Much appreciated for the Tuesday night move. And to celebrate all of that, I went with a really <laughs> just Carly Riley going mm, with his glasses. Mm. <laughs> Not, I've, I haven't got glasses to do it with. I should have. Uh, I should one time. I'll dress up in the. Crappy Deming, <laughs> Deming with the thing. Uh, we can start with that as well. Kyle O'Reilly in a very interesting get-up. <laughs> Has this man's style meter broken? <laughs> saw somebody tweet that uh, he looks like uh, loads of people like in a certain area of America. Hola, Jeff. Um, but yeah, how, uh, with the Denim. What's the hat? Is it, uh, what, what style sense is that? <laughs> is it a certain area of America that dressed like that? <laughs> I was looking at it going, mate... Oh, get a maybe get a fashion advisor or something. Oh, mate, the state of him, <laughs> the state of Carnivali outfits and his fashion on this show. Oh, he's almost as bad as me. Like no style sense whatsoever. But yeah, anyway, he was a happy chapper, the no, happy chappy chipper. He can move on and makes a like a time reference to change gears to carrying cross uh, when Big Money Grimes came out. Came out. A nice little comedic thing. I enjoyed KO Coin. <laughs> and they get into business together. And O'Reilly, like, he's been medi- medically clear- cleared. But who's his opponent? Like, it can't can't be Grimes, because they just established that the business associates for KO Coin. And he puts on the shades. Oh, Wade, it is you. And uh, <laughs> just knocked him out. And that, paired with the kind of, like, shift from in between serious and ready to move on and a bit of the, the weird look <laughs> to him... Like, I really don't know what I thought about this kind of intro for Carl O'Reilly. A lot going on with him, <laughs> fair to say. Like, they found a way to carry over his air guitar fun times, at least, with the entrance. With this song where I've immediately, in my head, I've ruined it. <laughs> I've ruined it for myself. Because every time he comes out, in my head, I'm just going... That's what I do. Um... And I can go into the uh, rhythm, rhythm of the boogie that be <laughs> off of that. Like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's not a great theme. And now that every time he comes out, I'm going bop de bop de bop de bop. <laughs> okay, that paired with the look probably pushes it over the edge of oh, it's, a, it's a bit weird, <laughs> I guess. 
Uh, but I will say like the lines kind of scripted for him to get across those points that I was talking about, where he's getting over that he's happy that he can now move on after having Cole, and then he makes his uh, reference to time so that he can shift to carrying cross and makes note that he did it to make sure that we 100% know he's talking about carrying cross. Like there was, yeah, there was stuff that it was. They hit the points, but I just feel like the actual words in it were just pretty blare and generic. Big Money Grimes, though, is everything. <laughs> he is my everything in NXT. I love Big Money Grimes. I think that character is fantastic. I, mean, I don't know what it's actually called. I call him Big Money Grimes just because uh, it's Big Money Matt over in AEW. And I like this being like the polar opposite in terms of somebody with mo- coming into money. <laughs> Big Money Matt, all self-assured, knowing exactly the kind of man he is and just uh, omitting that with uh, heel grace, I'll call it. Cameron Grimes, just, <laughs> just oh, uh, a man coming into money who so clearly isn't <laughs> of that world. <laughs> it's so funny watching him try. As in someone who's talking about the riches and being successful and he's about to be confronted by somebody who actually is one in Ted DiBiase. Just, oh, that development throughout the show as well. <laughs> Where he was trying to buy something, I can't remember what it was. Was it an NFT? I can't remember what it was. He was trying to buy something. I was like, I'm sorry, but we got an offer for somebody else and it, and we just couldn't turn it down. And that person was Ted DiBiase. <laughs> it doesn't... It just, the way that Cameron Grimes sold it as well, to the Ted DiBiase. <laughs> walks off. I, like, oh. I love Cameron Grimes, and if this leads to a confrontation between him and Ted DiBiase, oh yes, <laughs> fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But in the main event, we've got Kyle O'Reilly versus Cameron Grimes, and it's great to see main events like this after I've had quite a few complaints of the era kind of coming out of. Of NXT just not really moving on and some of their things feeling a bit stale if it wasn't the women main eventing. But this entirely new guys in the main event of NXT, all for it. It really, it, for me that helps. I don't need an NXT main event because it is developmental at the end of the day, even though it's in this weird midway point where, is it though? <laughs> but they they don't have to put on these blockbuster main events. And I think moving away from Wednesdays really helps that. Because for me that was always part of the identity of NXT of uh, not every single main event was, I guess, your big money <laughs> match. That said, this match proved that it should have been the main event as it went along. The main point is to establish Carl Riley as like a big guy, a top guy in NXT for Karrion Cross to then murder. <laughs> but Cameron Grimes held his own and proved that he can hang in the ring with the big boys. It was a win-win for everybody. Also, this is like a really good test of, well, this is a very comedic character for Cameron Grimes. Where is the ceiling? And where's the ceiling in NXT is a very different question to where is it in the main roster. Because there's a lot more of them in the main roster. You go, comedic act, mid-card, bang, done. In NXT, there's a lot more freedom. Like, they got the Adam Rose stuff over like crazy. <laughs> like, there's a lot more freedom to move stuff about the card. But, I will say, yeah, so it was before the match when the, kind of the main talking point happened. Where Carl O'Reilly was walking down the entranceway and ran into Karrion Cross on his way to the ring. And it looked like the champion selected his first defence. They just stare at each other and they both just seem to acknowledge, okay then, and then Kyle O'Reilly goes down to the ring. Personally, really like that. You don't have to all walk out and point at the sign for the show <laughs> or just come out and go, I want to challenge you at NXT TakeOver for the championship. Okay, I accept your challenge to face me for the title 
at NXT TakeOver for the championship. <laughs> He's done title and championship twice. Is that not a bit, you know, unnecessary? No. And <laughs> do it. Dig yourself out, Matt. I <laughs> don't know where this is going. It's only a matter of time before I accidentally make one of them a random European character. <laughs> anyway, so the, well, yeah, so the way that it, it was very, very, like, a small moment in the show, but it's one of those where it's going to have big ramifications later down the line where he just seems to just, okay then, and out he goes and he proves it and he beats Cameron Grimes in a hard-fought match, which was I was really happy to see. They got time. It was back and forth. It, got, it became more and more contested as time went on. Uh, it's great to see that. It's great to see Cameron Grimes get a match like that. When he is presented as such a comedic character, and we've been through Grimes versus Loomis, which was nothing but <laughs> crazy nonsense, to see him in just like hold his own in a wrestling match, it does wonders for the character. It's one of those really basic things that sometimes in WWE I don't... It happens in NXT as well sometimes, where you kind of get lost in the, oh, what if this character did that and this and that, but you just forget to establish them in the ring <laughs> as this fantastic, uh, like there's a reason they're here. If they're a fantastic talent, uh, and he's going to prove it in the main event. Uh, but yeah, just that look from Karrion Cross. And I like that his character can do that. They don't have to do the over-the-top Scarlet Bordeaux, is this your card? <laughs> type of stuff. Oh, I've, I've brought her character down with that. <laughs> but yeah. That is the, uh, that, that, that's something that I like about the character, that they can do these lower key ones, and Karrion Cross is just staring at him like, hmm. Now, Bordeaux was there, but it was Karrion Cross, both of them staring at Karo Rani, and they all knew what it meant. So, yeah. Anyway, the match itself, a, it was like, it was a money main event for NXT. Uh, Karo Riley entering like a top guy, Grimes taking advantage of the man before, a uh, man being cleared before he's 100%. Commentary making sure we 100% knew that. Like, not as easy to put the rich country boy away as O'Reilly thought. Like, a great back and forth match, like with O'Reilly nailing some stiff AF strikes. That's as far as I can say for YouTube. Uh, Grimes snatching momentum in an instant with some awesome counters and a solid final run to the match. Uh, back and forth with both men landing shots with no idea who would be able to secure momentum. I mean, you've got an idea. You can read the purpose of this and maybe the writing was on the wall because of that confrontation with Cross. But I felt like that elevated Grimes a bit because he's now facing the man that the NXT champion wants to face. So him holding his own for a fair bit in this match... I feel like that elevated Grimes quite a bit. It was quite smart. This is where the predictable outcome happening isn't always bad because look what else it did. Suddenly Grimes holding himself against a number one contender elevates Grimes. You've done a much, it's a much bigger deal than, oh, we knew Carlo Riley was going to win. Yeah, you achieved more with it. Like, well done. Good. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I've been like mostly praised for NXT in 2021. I was so down on it at the end of 2020. But just to be more and more into it. And I feel like this move... I'm so happy with these moves to Tuesday so far. Like they've... They've really have... Over the course of time they were already focusing on the stuff like this. Like the newer talent. It, it was already happening. But now they really are focusing on it. Uh, I guess it's interesting to see... Because Adam Cole isn't there. Johnny Gargano is... Um, he's not always wrestling. He's very much involved with the way. With the storyline. With everyone in there. His own thing going on. They were all over this show. Uh, but it wasn't in a match. And then you've got Tommaso Ciampa doing his thing with Thatcher, who wasn't even on the show this week as well. And of course, Adam Cole's out too. Finn Balor's not been seen since Karrion Cross beat him. Like, they're, 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 that generation, where it's just like, you need to move past these, really. Um, it's just a bit, uh, with them still being there. You've got talent begging to be breaking through. <laughs> uh, and now we're in that generation where they have. I've seen Kyle Riley's next opponent. 
Yeah, all for it. All for it. Him being treated like a top guy, I think is great. Away from the Undisputed Era as well, I think it's also great. Yeah, generally fantastic match in this new, like, Kyle O'Reilly top boy era. <laughs> Marinating him all up. Marinating Kyle O'Reilly all nicely before serving him up for crossed murder or eat up. I, I, I ended the metaphor in my notes. <laughs> uh, I put all that thing into marinating and then didn't end it on like a thing. Oh well, oh well. Yeah, really strong main event. Highly recommend to check it out. If you're watching this having not watched NXT, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, it was a really strong main event. Good on them. Good on them. Uh, but as for the rest of the show, it was a building block episode of NXT. And it's kind of shown in the fact that this is the... This is the episode where I've written the least about it. In my notes, like normally, like with Raw, I'm getting close to 2,000 words quite often. A lot of the times because it's like a reminder to moan about a thing. <laughs> but I, always, I quite often get there. But with this, I've not even broken a 1,000. And I think that's just because there's so many building block things. Like they did a thing, but it's there's not that much to discuss about it, really. We'll see. Sometimes I write a line and I go waffling on. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But we got LA Knight versus Dexter Loomis, and I thought about asking James on this week. Like it's the it's the week after Wrestle week after WrestleMania week. We're on Tuesday nights. Let's see if we can get James in to talk about it. And then I remembered. Oh wait, no, LA Knight versus Dexter Loomis is on. I'm not that mean. <laughs> I know what that man likes. <laughs> when I remembered that this match was on the card, I'm like yeah, I'm not that mean. I'll, I'll get him on next week. <laughs> I'll leave it. Like an all right match. Like I mean. I checked out a bit, but it wasn't the worst. It was exactly the kind of match I was expecting, with possibly it just completely overrun with the ringside stuff in Loomis and Indy Hartwell. It's completely overtaken by it. Like in the end, Indy Hartwell appearing at ringside with a I want to say accidental slip, but it fits it fits so well. <laughs> it's like Matt Riddle forgetting his lines. It fits the characters so well it doesn't matter. It just fit like her falling over then getting back up to Loomis. Like, no, it worked. She was so fixated on him. It makes sense she would fall over like that. Uh, but Loomis as well, also fixated. Like, the two at ringside, staring lovely into each other's eyes. Knight obviously capitalised on one. <laughs> so there's that. And neither really caring that it happened. But it, it did. It happened. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Indy got up on the ring open and closed her eyes for a kiss. When the way saved her once again, saving her from the, herself if I'm uh, getting with Loomis. It'll only end badly, Duck. <laughs> It'll only end badly. And they, throughout the rest of the show, they're pretty much doing the same. It's shenanigans with Indy Hartwell getting distracted going after Loomis with a lesson kind of happening. Because that happened to Indy Hartwell and she was so just kind of in her own world being like, I saw Loomis, I saw Loomis. That Candice LeRae got beaten up by the baby faces in this weird thing where you see the heel all kind of scarred and beaten up by the goody team because Indy Hart was distracted there are no heels or baby faces <laughs> that was a, uh, a slight line crossing but I don't know what they're doing the way they are they're very they're comedic with Austin and with Indy a bit but are they gonna naturally turn them a bit face I don't know I don't think so no <laughs> this was just a little bit of a grey area <laughs> like, wait you had the baby faces beat up the baddie because she was by herself that's not a baby face thing. To, that's not heroic. Oh, yeah. Anyway, after that, I've got a lovely interview with Io Shirai. 
Beth Phoenix interviewing her at the office table. Uh, up on the uh, TV screen was her title loss at, at Standard Deliver, kind of going over it and talking about various points in the match where Gonzalez slammed her down. Like, Io says wrestling is about challenges and Raquel was the biggest challenge. So, like, like no, like, well, no take backs for wrestling, the last. Like, no, this is the point of wrestling. I challenged myself and she won. Uh, before answering what's next, a doggo runs down the table. <laughs> it's Frankie Monet interrupting to introduce herself, saying that, that Beth, I, I watched you since I was a kid. I have so much respect for you. And Beth putting a face because Monet's like three years younger than her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Io Shirai, not happy with that. Just leaving with the amazing statement, of, I like cats, <laughs> going away. I can't remember if you made a cat noise, but that's how I remember it in my head. Especially the next level was wrestlers, like those wrestlers posting, pic- posting, that was a bit posh, posting pictures with their cats. <laughs> it's like, I'm a cat person too. So we've learned today how many wrestlers are cat people. Thanks, EO. <laughs> she herself tweeted out a picture with her and a cat. So we know that she she's not lying. She's got a cat, or at least is within, was within the vicinity of a cat. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's dog versus cat. That's what this is boiling down to. Who wins? Which is better, dog or cat? <laughs> That's what it's going to boil down to. Uh, not, not the not two great wrestlers having this fantastic feud. Nah, it's dog versus cat, isn't it? <laughs> woof, woof, meow, meow, let's go. Which one's better? Build up an actual, have a Twitter war about it. This is, what this is where wrestling's going next. You thought the Wednesday night wars were end over? Mm, it's Tuesday nights and now the animal wars. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Breeze Ango. As an Englishman, this is an interesting one to cover. Royal Breezango marching back and forth as Royal Beefeater guards rip into them, Gibson. <laughs> it was Breezango versus the Grizzledian veterans. And Gibson with the calling them typical ignorant yanks. <laughs> Zach Brett harting his way into British babyface territory and American heel. <laughs> Just like, no, no, he, he's ripping into them. Good on you, Gibson. Good on you. Rip into those ignorant yaks. <laughs> uh, I should remember my audience. Uh, Drake jarring his knee after jumping from the top. Or did he? Ooh, it was all a mirage. Poking the eye from Gibson. 10 out of 10. Give Drake an Oscar. And uh, also an amazing reversal in the end too. Breeze with momentum going to spin into a head scissors. Instead halted and flung up into the ticket to mayhem. Grizzled young veterans continuing with the strong wins. Which was pretty much the point of this. He just got a humorous, or an insulting, <laughs> uh, a Breezango little thing. It made me laugh. But did it though? No, didn't. I'm British. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yes. Uh, I'm not one of those. We don't do, um, leave it. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> tangent to talk about NXT. Uh, yeah, time for the other, for me, what I call the other big talking point. Survive's debut. I can never remember how they spell it in NXT, but yes, yeah, Survive, two R's. A-Y, the anticipated debut. Entering NXT with a bulk of names in dozing her from like Antonio Inoki was, was like an absolutely massive one to, I guess, multiple Joshi stars that you 100% know. Yeah, they were name-dropping. Without our entrance, just constantly name-dropping all of these um, like really high-caliber uh, people who really rate her and who are endorsing her as she enters NXT. Yeah, and also her opponent, Zoe Stark. Stark biting another opportunity of trust in this competitive showcase of the next big Japanese signing. And again, trusted to have a competitive match in a debut as well. That's like quite often needs to kind of boil down to just a, I guess, move showcase. But no, this was a, still a showcase, but it was a competitive one. 
which is a nice little thing, and they just really start that much to have that kind of match with Sarai on her debut, when they're putting a lot of stuff into her, and they're kind of building that reputation for NXT as well, where it's that lineage of Japanese stars coming in, and they did it as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to uh, Asuka, to Ka- no, Asuka, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kairi Sane, and Io Shirai, just like one after the other, and like this is the next in that line. Just They're putting a lot of stock in this, and it was Stark who they went with. So a lot of trust there. Uh, the ending with a wicked spin kick followed by a beautiful Saito for the win. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, she looked, she looked pretty good <laughs> in what was a showcase. A strong showing as uh, this women's division becomes even more stacked. Like an incredible level, level of talent right now. And of course, after the match, Tony Storm getting some angry vengeance on Stark, launching her into the barricade. And yeah, it was... And nice, it was. I'd like Savai. Yeah, it, it dawned on me. I didn't think I'd actually watch Savai. Maybe I have. I'm one of those where I I dip into stardom every now and then. I'll see the odd other thing, but I don't, you know, actively t- t- check it out or anything. Not got time. I've <laughs> not got time. But I, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm actually interested in this because it's like I'd seen Kana, I'd obviously seen Nakamura, I'd seen Io Shirai, I'd seen Kari Sane. But I, hadn't, I don't remember watching Survive, and I must have done, but but I, I didn't remember anything. This was this was new to me. I just wanted to see, which came with all this buzz of uh, the, like the first one I've not actually seen. It's like, hmm, she was good. <laughs> she was. Of course, we'll wait and see when she's up against like the, I guess, the higher echelon of the women's division. She's going for titles and things, and they're having proper feuds, because that's when Io Survive really came into her home and developed her character. She herself came down as the babyface character and then turned into this awesome heel before them reverting back to babyface. It's the WWE way. You come in, you're the pure babyface, you're happy and smiles, doing cool moves. But then you have to actually get a character, so they turn you heel, then you become babyface again. Uh, we might be seeing it with Gonzalez as well. Uh, to be fair, she was never, she is always heel. That one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Anyway, moving on, there's only like two more segments to talk about, and immediately. Like, earlier, when I looked at my notes, I was like, it, was, it wasn't a bad show, it was just a building block show. And I'd be lucky to hit 30 minutes. 20 minutes in, I'm running out of notes. <laughs> I've got two segments to talk about. So, yes, if I debut was strong, she looked great, but there's not that much to really hit on yet, because that'll be coming down the line. Impressive debut. Congrats, well done. Uh, anyway, the Cruiserweight Open Challenge. Kushida versus Only Lorkin. The only reason this felt a little bit... Uh, a, a little bit... Oh, okay was purely because of Sheamus on Monday Night Raw doing that open challenge stuff as well. Then we come here. Oh, Kushida's also doing an open challenge. Okay, it's just, it's just, it's just that it's back-to-back. I know NXT, for me, is just at a much higher level of competency, it feels like, <laughs> in story day. Maybe because they have direction and they follow it. They don't make it up week to week. Maybe that's a massive part of it. Uh, but yeah, we did get open challenges back-to-back. But at least this was, this was the babyface equivalent. The new champion giving the exact opportunity he snatched to win the title to others. So, ah, what a, what a babyface ace Kushida is. You can see why he was the ace of the junior division for so long in Japan. Lorcan answering the challenge as NXT opened this open challenge run in style. A pairing that screams fantastic on paper. Holding back as it's telly, of course, but still bloody solid. Like, Orkin, uh, in the end, though, Orkin was tapping fast to the hoverboard lock. Kushida working on the arm and giving it a few kicks paid off as the one and only. <laughs> it's the first to fall. Um, yeah, the, it was a really, really strong competitive match. And as soon as I saw any Lorcan come down, I was just like, ah, there might be something. They might be doing a decent job of elevating this Cruiserweight Championship. We'll see. 
after this week. Does it continue? Where do they go with afterwards? But it's a good, a strong start. It's a good start. If they're going to be having yeah, it's cruiserweight, but if their matches are this competitive, you really can elevate the title that way. She doesn't mind to do it. He is meant to do it. After the match, they get Odev and Tasma with a three-on-one assault. The new champion paid the price for last week when MSK evened those odds. Uh, as Teddy Long receives a phone call for next week, six man immediately set up. Uh, so next week, and it was confirmed later in the show with all the fancy graphics. MSK and Kushida, the champions versus Legendev and Tasma, and that is uh, set to take place next week on the show. They did a whole list of other matches, but I couldn't remember what they were. Yes, yeah, so yes. Uh, it was a uh, yeah, it was a really strong singles match between Kushida and, Or- and Lorcan, and I'm really looking forward to what comes next. Yeah, I, ca- I realised I called him Orkun as well earlier. <laughs> Maybe that's my new thing for me. Only Lorcan, Orkun, Lonely. Oh, lo- Lonely Orkun. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, they're going to have Death and Tasma. They're going to get their revenge. Oh, and I do feel because like, when Santos Escobar said last week that he'd elevated the division, I didn't really feel it till he'd lost the title. Then I realised, oh, wait, no. It, like I felt like it took a bit of time, but he had kind of established it a bit. It's still a bit of. Challenge of the week, like champion of what division, uh, but maybe this could help establish it, get him on a good running ground. And the final segment to talk about was quite a short segment. <laughs> it was quite a short match, but Everrise versus Imperium, Barrett donning Imperium from the European Super League of Wrestling. <laughs> it's like, yes, I love it. Yes, really good reference, <laughs> especially, after, especially after this past week. The fact that he managed to get in a reference and it fits. It's like, well done, Barrett. A dominating display from the lads until Killian Dane marched out with words. Never got to deliver them. Because Maverick was out there barking madness like she's the woman pointing at that cat. <laughs> Just shouting crazily. And uh, so he had to take Maverick out before he could deliver that message. And then Bartner and I- Bartner? Bartner and Eitner nailed that awesome European uppercut powerbomb combo for the win. All three of those men standing in unison. And, uh, yeah, they want domination, as they said in their pre-taped little promo thing that played as they made their entrance. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. As an... I think it's a helicopter goes over my house. I live near an army base. So that's why things are vibrating. <laughs> It'll be all right. Uh, yeah, a solid little building show. Again, it's all there. You got just establishing of storylines with like the Killian Dane Imperium stuff, and in their program, which I felt like was quite important, they were talking about domination, talking about they kind of hinted at Imperium expanding, but it was just that it was just a hint, and I personally kind of like it. Like, what is next for Imperium? Are they going to go by one number, or is it just by success, uh, getting right back on top on it in NXT? Don't know. Maybe that's where the Kenyan Dane arc's going. As in, he and Drake Maverick are going to split up and he'll join the European Super League of Wrestling. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, the League of Nations evolves <laughs> into something far, far superior. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the main talking point for me, the two ones. Surprise debut. She looked impressive. Nailed it. And Kyle O'Reilly being kind of presented as a serious top guy, serious main eventer. It's just with very interesting fashion sense. <laughs> just a media impression. I was like, oh, if I, could, uh, I, was, I was thinking, how do I call the show what I'm going to call it uh, so we can talk about this main topic? And what photo of Carl Like, what do I use for Carl Riley? <laughs> just like, uh, I guess him looking a bit like a dork <laughs> after punching Grimes, that'll do. That'll do. Uh, but yeah, so Carl is set to face Carrion Cross 
I don't know when, but they were so subtle in this show that you got the story part across that they go that he is going to challenge him without really doing the big hoo-ha presentation of it. You can do that next week. You can do them kind of colliding a bit next week. You can hold it off. There's gradual little easing it in. Yeah, like it. NXT, it feels like there's less pressure on them to perform in that way. And I think the numbers were very similar to last week that have come out. I thought they were around 810,000 last week, and I think it's the same again. I think, obviously, we don't get the uh, like streaming network numbers. We don't get the BT numbers. Uh, so we don't know what it is over here either. Uh, but the AW versus Minder, which is a 80s detective show, <laughs> that's the real competitor over on ITV4. Oh, it's, it's get, it gets close. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Rob's been tracking that from day one. <laughs> Good stuff over on Twitter. Uh, just to plug his account. Anyway, that, that's literally all I've got to talk about of NXT. I've blasted through this show, and I'm happy I didn't ask James for it because it was just a building block show. Uh, yeah, so ne- next week, next week, uh, I'm. I'll ask the man on. I won't plug it that he's here on because I haven't asked him. <laughs> uh, not time for things to say online. Anyway, I thought this was a strong building block NXT. Nothing to go crazy at. It's even perfectly fine if you... This is like, you don't have to watch this NXT. If you, like, get the note... I mean, I'll really watch Survive's debut and the main event. But it is just building blocks the next stuff. So it's like, it's character development episode. The type of stuff you don't see anymore because it's all got to be blockbuster. Or the next coolest thing or the next big, biggest joke or something like that. This kind of was a lower key episode. You debuted folk, you established storylines and characters, where you're going to be going with it. Like, it's the come down episode after the WrestleMania week of hype. Uh, yeah. I, it was fine. It was fine. But there's also, on the back of that, not a lot of points to talk about. <laughs> so I'm not going to hit my, like, I need to keep these under an hour. I've kept it under 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm off. I'm going to bed. Uh, anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicati. Uh, I've uh, been doing my Twitch stuff over at the Implications with the second S. There's wrestling headlines, Russell headlines on Twitter, and wrestling headlines on Facebook. A massive follow on Facebook, doing really well. And uh, I'll be, I'm taking part in the LOP draft, which is uh, going to be interesting. So my Twitter account might be full of me drafting the wrestlers. I think we're doing the like 1980 to the year 2000. I can't remember what date specifically for those years, but we'll have to draft anybody in that period to make our roster and book our biggest card. Uh, last year was from 2010 to 2020, and I wrote like a 9,000 word epic. <laughs> I'm not doing that this time. <laughs> I main evented with Kota Ibushi defeating Alistair Black. <laughs> that was my main event. Yeah, it's easy. Keep Alistair Black undefeated. And then have Kota Ibushi kick his head in. But <laughs> just perfect booking. Uh, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm not doing that this time. But I'm quite interested to see who people pick for that one. Uh, but that'll be, that's my week. I'm really looking forward to like just time off now from wrestling until next week. And really, that's because last week, after this review for NXT, I, I went and I watched AEW. But I was about to say, I just tuned out. Like, I didn't watch SmackDown. I was like, no, WrestleMania week, done. I'm knackered, I'm out. I am out. <laughs> this week it feels like more relaxed, kind of. Yeah, yeah. one a day keeps the uh, demon away, or whatever the phrase is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, how nice this is. The earlier times as well, so I don't clash with AEW. As an Englishman, this shift is just, oh, it's been so good. Uh, anyway, I'll be back next Tuesday. There's no pay-per-view. <laughs> I'll be back next Tuesday. I think the next one we've got is Double or Nothing. Unless it's WrestleMania Backlash. I should look that up. I'll be back on Tuesday for the Monday Night Raw review because I can't do SmackDown uh, currently. I I do want to work in schedule. 
because you can't really do like the WWE wrestling review stuff for a wrestling news website without me covering SmackDown. It's just since I started this uh, towards the end of last, uh, the summer 2020, uh, it's just Saturdays just aren't available in that way for me yet. Eventually they will be, hopefully. Hopefully, just not quite yet. Anyway, with that, I say thank you for watching, listening, lightning, uh, engaging in any manner or in any form. What did you think of Kyle O'Reilly's fashion sense <laughs> and him versus Kerry Cross? What do you like about the idea of that? Obviously, my opinion is, oh, yeah, it'd be solid. But a hot take. What a hot take. <laughs> and what did you make of Survive's debut as well? For me, it was a nice little showcase. I don't have much more of an opinion on it than that. She looked good. Yeah, yeah, again. Hot take. Oh, it's, oh, it's burning. Oh, <laughs> burning up. <laughs> and with that, I say thank you for it all. And with that, I bid you adieu. Tavar, Tavar, Dr. Tavar.